The Spanish Announce Table. You have found Pro Wrestling's best podcast. It is episode 440 of the Spanish Announce Table. I'm talking fast. We're going to hit it and quit it a lot today because we've got a lot to get in. You may have noticed we are doing this a night early. We are coming to you live directly after AEW Dynamite. Uh, normally, Tom's already fucking tucked in, ready to go night-night. So we've got to get this out of the way because I've got some shit to do tomorrow night. Can't come to you at our normally scheduled time on Thursday nights at exactly on the spot, precisely 7.15-ish, uh, U.S. Central Standard Time, the one, two time zone. So, Tom, it's pro wrestling, man. We had uh, an AEW collision, brand new AEW collision. We're going to talk about that because we're going to talk about CM Punk, the 800-pound elephant in the room, right? Then we're going to talk about some AEW Dynamite that just finished. We're on a high from that. There was a lot of action on AEW Dynamite. And then we've got to talk about, because uh, it's kind of the go-home show, right, for Forbidden Door slash what we like to call it, AEW Glory Hole, right? So we got to make some predictions for AEW Glory Hole because the door is not forbidden. We named a pay-per-view about having them come over. There's nothing forbidden about this. We're encouraging it. In fact, they're paying these people to come over here. So we're going to talk about all of that, right? Because that's what has happened, That what is happening, and that's what will happen. But we need to take a look back into the past, Tom, and talk about what happened in pro wrestling history. You ready for this, Tom? Hop in the Spanish Hell yeah. machine. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, come let's on. do it. June 16th, 2017. Mm-hmm. A lot of good things happening in 2017 in pro wrestling time. In my life. WWE Raw was held in Los Angeles, California. Highlights on this card include Finn Balor and the Hardy Boys defeated Cesaro, Sheamus, and Elias in a six-man tag match. The Miz, Curtis Axel, and Bo Dallas defeated Dean Ambrose, Heath Slater, and Rhino in a six-man tag match. Seth Rollins defeated Kurt Hawkins. Samoa Joe attacked Brock Lesnar ahead of their Universal Championship match at the upcoming premium live event. Mm-hmm. Nia Jax defeated Bailey, Mickey James, Dana Brooke, and Emma in succession in a gauntlet match, only to lose to Sasha Banks in the last match of that gauntlet match, resulting in Sasha Banks being named the number one contender for the Raw Women's Championship at the next premium live event. Or Nia Jax. <laughs> Tom, what yeah. was the name? Oh, of Great that Balls of next Fire. Premium Live. It's Great Balls of Fire. Yes. Oh, well, that's the dumbest one ever. <laughs> the dumbest one ever. It was only named that the one time. Yeah. All the pictures we got of the memes where it just said like balls next to somebody's face. What a good main it. event, though. Brock yeah. Lesnar and Samoa Joe had a hell of a main event. And then afterwards, if you remember, they did the promo uh, where. Um, it was Roman Reigns was in the ring. Brock Lesnar was in the ring. And then Samoa Joe came in the ring and Brock Lesnar was looking at Roman Reigns and Samoa Joe's like, look at me when I'm killing you. And he was like, what motherfucker? And then he like lost it. Oh yeah. What a fun time. Yeah. It was, it was a really fun time. Stupid pay-per-view name. Fire. That was great. Great balls of fire. <laughs> June 27th, 2004. WWE Great American Bash was held in Norfolk, Virginia. Highlights of this card include John Cena retained the United States Championship against Booker T, Rob Van Dam, and Rene Dupree in a fatal four-way match where no one died. Rey Mysterio retained the Cruiserweight Championship against Chavo Guerrero. Okay. 
Mordecai defeated Hardcore Holly. Mordecai. Remember Mordecai? Why not? Yeah. Yeah, why not? JBL defeated Eddie Guerrero in a Texas bull rope match to win the oh. WWE championship. So much blood. The Texas bull rope is tougher than a standard bull rope. Everybody knows that. Well, the blood in that match would definitely make you think so. They fucking... That. Fuck it. The Undertaker defeated the Dudley Boys in what type of handicap match? Mm-hmm. Uh, are we talking about what the uh, end result was? Because Paul Bear died in the, yes. the cement, the fucking thing. I yes, this was, was a two on one. Yes, yeah, what was it called though? This is a concrete crypt yeah. match. If yeah, Undertaker yeah, were to win, Paul Bear would be entombed in a crypt that would be slowly filled with concrete. The Undertaker did win this match. However, he opted to fill the tomb for reasons uh, with concrete anyway, seemingly killing Paul Bear, uh, saying he had no other choice. So, yeah. 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 Because the Dudleys did something. And then I think I, I may be wrong here, but I thought it was like maybe Vince was involved. Like uh, Paul Heyman, it or, Paul oh, Heyman yeah, yeah. like was going to do it anyway. It or, right. He was yeah. like, I'm filling oh, the concrete and Undertaker I'll do it. Runs Woo! him off. And he's like, ah, fuck it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah. Fucking Vince. What yeah. an idiot. Love it. Genius, they say. Concrete. You kill Why this not? guy with concrete. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this day. June 28, 2015. Okay. TNA Slammiversary was held in Orlando, Florida. Highlights of this card include... Tigre Uno retained the X Division Championship in a three-way elimination match against DJZ and Manic. Manic. No, remember (laughs) DJZ? Yes. It was the best. Yeah. Yeah. Bram defeated Matt Morgan in a street fight. Oh, Matt Morgan. That Mm -hmm. piece of shit. I hated Matt Morgan. Yeah. Well, Bram, didn't he, like, allegedly abuse Charlotte? Yeah, probably. James allegedly. Storm allegedly. James Storm defeated Magnus in an unsanctioned match. Okay. Bobby Roode, Drew Galloway, Eric Young, and Matt Hardy all lost in the King of the Mountain match for the TNA King of the Mountain Championship to which wrestler? Bobby Lashley. Mm, it is not Bobby Lashley. What? It wasn't? I was so nope. sure of that one. No. Nope. Uh Kurt Angle? It is not Kurt Angle. Mm. Uh, Jeff Hardy. Close. Mm-mm. Uh, broken Matt Hardy. Nope. No, uh, Matt Hardy lost. He was part of that. Well, but I thought maybe they'd do some fucking broken yeah. thing. But who uh-huh. was it? Well, as Justin Floor says in the chat here, he says, I don't care what the question is. It's Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> Damn it. I thought he was out by <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I knew the timing was going to throw you off. And I knew you would be surprised. And I know you love being surprised with anything. Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> the love. Tom loves Jeff Jarrett so much. You motherfucker. Yes. Oh I was so God. happy when I saw this one. I was like, oh, he's never going to. He's never going to think Jeff Jarrett was in TNA G- in 2015. This was the this was the uh, the global wrestling whatever the fuck oh, foundation. Oh gosh, that, that time yeah, back? global force yeah. wrestling or something like yeah. that. Yeah, 
Yeah, this That's looks like came back. I don't know. I didn't dig into the details, but given the he names did. here, this looks like I it remember. was like a we're doing a king of the mountain, king of the mountain, king of the mountain, <laughs> right? Like meta king of the mountain. So we got to get Jeff Jarrett here, right? Yeah, I remember that. That's when he kind of came back after getting kicked out. That fucking piece of shit. <laughs> Shout out God. Justin Floor in the chat. Everybody Always should join us in the chat. If you're not watching us live on YouTube normally Thursday nights, sometimes Wednesday nights, uh, then shame on you. Shout out Dak Draper. Uh, you you should be watching us live because you can chat with us live. If you can't chat with us live, you can use hashtag tweet the table, of which I have one of. If any came in tonight, sorry, my bad. Didn't get it in time because we're doing the show. Mm-hmm. Already, but you'll get the idea. Um, anyway. Let's uh, move on. Yeah, to the next one. Yeah. All right, let's do it. All right. Yeah, let's do it. On this day. June 29th, 1999. WWF Monday Night Raw was taped in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Highlights of this card include Al Snow retained the Hardcore Championship in a hardcore match against D'Lo Brown. Billy Gunn defeated Meat. Eat. Yeah. Kane defeated Hardcore Holly and the Big Show in a handicap tag match. Really like to know what the story was behind that one. I don't remember that one. The Rock defeated Triple H in a steel cage match. The Acolytes lost the WWF tag team titles to which tag team for that tag team's first of many tag team title reigns in the company? I just had the feeling that maybe you're going to throw in Jeff Jarrett somehow here. So <laughs> no. gun shy. Uh-uh. No. Uh, Acolytes lost to the Dudleys. Mm, not the Dudleys. Hardys. The Hardy Boys. Yeah, the Hardy Boys. First tag team titles in the company. I don't know what they have. 72, I think. 72 reigns. We don't fact check mm-hmm. here, but yeah. No, yeah, it's close yeah, enough. Close. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. All right. Final one here, June 30th, 2008. WWE Monday Night Raw was held in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Not one of the other Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Highlights of the card include Mickey James defeated Jillian Hall. Or Jillian Hall. Cody Rhodes and Ted DiBiase Jr. defeated Darren Wade and Steve Anthony. Rhodes with them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. Rhodes would then announce why he turned on Hardcore Holly the week prior and aligned with DiBiase, forming their new team named Simply Priceless. Mm. Mm. This is right before, uh, what was Randy Orton's? Yeah. Legacy. There we go. Mm, Sure. Kofi Kingston defeated Chris Jericho by disqualification. Jericho would gouge Kingston's eye after the match to send a message to Shawn Michaels in their feud. Oh, what a great feud. Mm-hmm. CM Punk retained the World Heavyweight Championship against JBL after having just won the title earlier in the night when he cashed in his Money in the Bank contract, defeating Edge for the championship. Edge was a sitting duck for this cash-in after he was attacked by which wrestler? Batista. It was Batista. Yeah, you remember, remember this that very yeah. well. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, he, like, tacked him on the... Uh, on the ramp, I think it drug him back right to the ring. And well, because yeah, the wood to him, right? what was also interesting is I believe, if my memory is correct, which sometimes it's not, this was like the first time that it was a baby face, baby face cashing in mm, on a baby face. Right, you right, know what right. I mean? Yeah. It wasn't like a 
Edge is the heel. Cena's the baby face. It was like, well, the baby face is down, but the baby face has the money in the bank contract. Shit, we're going to do it. And so that was kind of interesting. That's what made it memorable. And then it was CM Punk. And then, yeah. CM Punk. CM Punk. What's that guy up to? Yeah. Well, let's talk about that. AEW Collision, the inaugural, the first, the I don't know what they call it when it's a weekly thing. Anyway, the first, the first in it ever AEW Collision happened Saturday night. Now, quick rundown. Um, the theme song. I like the theme song. But as Great you pointed out, song. I don't like the, the video package they put to it. The video package they put to it is what we've gotten in pro wrestling for the last 25 to 30 years, which is mm-hmm. hard rock. Right, maybe sometimes a rap beat, but like that kind of hard cuts and whatever. This is a song that kind of it bubbles, it pops, right? It needs a little bit different of a feel to the video yep. package, right? You can still have it be it's it's about fighting, right? And in fact, I hope they continue that as like a theme, right? I hope people in promos are like, hey, it's Saturday night, right? We know that means it's fight night here, right? Like it's a, it's all about fighting. Like I hope that's kind of a theme they take, but uh, yeah, they should switch that up a little bit, but. Uh, well, what I think yeah. what I think happened is they didn't have approval until probably the day before when Tony Khan announced it on Twitter. Mm-hmm. So they had something else ready. And then when they're like, hey, we can actually go with it. They just cut the part of the song and said, fuck it, we're going to do this. I hope that, that next week or the week after then we can edit and make yeah, it a little sense. bit better. Because then we also have collision footage we can use. So we'll hope, That's but true. we'll see what All happens. Right. Well, we'll do a quick rundown. You know, normally we do these shows, our AEW Dynamite is our favorite show, so we give you kind of a, a really in-depth rundown of AEW Dynamite uh, chronologically. Mm-hmm. Ooh, we will Ooh, tonight, too. down a little bit to get that all out. Um, and we're going to do that, but we're also going to do Collision, but we may run through these quicker because, man, if we do this every week, we're, we're, we're still working this out. We're workshopping it out, but we'll try it out tonight. CM Punk returns. All right, that was the big thing everybody was waiting for. It's been announced, and and... Wink, wink announced for a long time, right, that CM Punk was finally going to make his return after the brawl out incident, as they called it, which we were, we weren't at the brawl out incident, obviously live, but we were at all out live. I got the chair sitting right over here. Uh, um, and man, I, I did not think we would see CM Punk back in AW, and most specifically, I didn't think we would see him back this soon, right? I thought he had finally wore out his welcome, and they didn't take... You know, I thought there was a liability involved, right? But, obviously, right, uh, money talks in a lot of ways, even maybe from above Tony Khan down, right, where money talks and says, let's get some ratings. And CM Punk appears to equal ratings, by and large, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Whether they're TV ratings or whether they're social media ratings, etc., CM Punk can move the needle, right? So, that's what he's done. Now, he came out here, Tom, and gave a promo. I, you know, we don't need to cut down every aspect of the promo. No, no, but what no, did no, you no. think of the CM Punk returns? Got his boots swinging from his neck like he's a prize fighter. Um, mm-hmm. What do you think? It was a dud. It was 100% a dud. Here's why. Well, first off, before we go any farther, I'm going to pull a pat myself on the back. If you go back into the archives, Spanish announce table, as soon as that motherfucker went down, I said he's coming back. All these reports say that he's gone. Fuck you. It was never going to happen. You didn't um, say it. You said it very early. You're like, he'll be back, easy, which I gave easy. some credit to. I was like, I could see him back. I just didn't think it would um, be no. soon. I thought we would get legal yeah. issues out of the way which apparently we kind of haven't done <laughs> yeah nah, we yeah. got this shit going on yeah, yeah, yeah. uh okay so going yeah. to the promo though 
Um, it was a dud. Here's why. It was unfocused. It was, which can be good. Eddie Kingston does an unfocused I, promo, yeah. but that's a different kind of unfocused. This was off the cuff, but I really don't have much to say. He had one thing to say, and he had some a couple bars. The the only thing softer than you is the wrestlers you like. I think he had that one ready to go. Other than that, the where is the lies? Bitch, you're telling feelings. You can't argue with feelings. It's how you feel. How the fuck can I argue that, you dumb dumb? Uh it was and, and then also for having that much time, because you know. He wasn't doing much else leading into this collision episode. And you got to think in the back of his mind, he knows he's going to do this promo. Now, where it was, who knows? But you know he had time to think of it. All of those factors going into it, I thought this for his standard, for his standard, because it is pretty high, was a dud. What did you think, Tim? Well, man, I thought a lot of things. I think I think the promo was Fine in the regards of it was popping the crowd there. It was likely to pop the crowd there, whether it was a dud or not, right? So mm-hmm. I don't want to take that at full measure either. Justin Floor here in the chat says, how many matches will CM Punk have before he gets hurt again? Will he make it to all in? Yeah. Well, let's let's discuss that a little bit further as, as we go through my rants here, Justin. Uh, and thanks for joining us live on the Spanish announce table. By the way, if you don't know how to tell if we're going to go live on a Wednesday or Thursday night, you could sign up at SpanishAnnounceTable.net and get uh, for free all of our content, especially these special little emails that will come across. It'll be like, live stream tonight, right? It's a fun little mm-hmm. benefit that you get for free, and it really supports us. So go do that, SpanishAnnounceTable.net, and subscribe. Anyway, um, the CM Punk, man, is all right. Where I got upset is his whole general demeanor, right? I think I came to the realization that I dislike CM Punk more than I dislike Bret Hart at this point. And maybe that's recency bias, right? (laughs) Maybe that's recency bias, right? (laughs) That's hard to do. But they are, to me, that is, they're they're one and the same between two generations, right? Uh, If we're talking about, like, you know, when we talk about who's the greatest in basketball and the Jordan era versus the Braun era. It's hard to compare, right? So, like, mm-hmm. you know, I think these guys are right neck and neck each other with gripiest, whiniest, but thinks they're the opposite of that person in the business. And here's where I'm going to expand a little further on that, right? Yeah. Punk, okay. the soft line, you brought that up, right? And and it, I, that was later in his promo, but I feel like it's one of the most important aspects because it, it kind of centers on a lot of things, right? It's kind of around this generalized center right he says you know i'm sorry that like the only thing softer than you is your your favorite wrestler or whatever right well like <clears throat> as justin floor mentioned he's hurt every fucking time he steps in the ring right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i saw him get his ever-loving ass whipped in the ufc twice in very well, quick short order right like well, one of those one of those guys will kick your of course ass, you know what i mean of so, course right but like okay right all right, fine. And then let's not even apply the physical soft version that we're talking about. Let's talk about the you're a whiny bitch hurt feelings version of soft, which is probably what he most meant to imply by that comment. Um, yeah, 100%. And he has made a fucking career 
off of selling this snake oil that he is this cool motherfucker who could give a fuck less what you think about him. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. he whines, cries, sues fucking bitches on live television about anybody who says anything about him that isn't he's the greatest motherfucker in the world. He's the biggest butthurt person I've seen in wrestling since Bret Hart. This dude does nothing but bitch about what other people say about him. This all centers around you being upset about a guy suggesting that you had somebody fired who you claim you didn't, but nobody fucking believes you that you didn't based on the lawsuit you had against that guy. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I don't get where he thinks that, like, he doesn't give a shit and wishes other people, like, didn't give a shit either. Like, you're the one that gives a shit. You Mm -hmm. are mad that... You went on a fucking muffin-filled, like a mouth-filled fucking rant about Mm -hmm. people not wanting your advice on a career that you had been absent from for nearly a decade. Who the fuck does he think he is? That's the deal. Now, look, I get that makes for great television, right? That's why he's here. That's why he's getting the check. And that's why they roll him out there. Because he says obnoxious shit. And I, for the love of everything that I've ever said here on the Spanish announce table, hope I'm getting worked like an idiot, right? I hope CM Punk and the Young Bucks and Adam Page are all cracking champagne and laughing at fucking podcasters like us and doing Mm -hmm. all that. We're not. Everything has told us CM Punk is this way, right? So I just, I don't get, like... I don't get his whole demeanor, but I get then if he's that delusional, which he appears to be, you roll him out there and you fucking cash in on every dollar of it. And it's going to make for good television until what Justin Flora is saying here, he won't be able to fucking do it anymore, Mm -hmm. which will come way faster than anybody appears to be ready to think is going to happen. So I don't know, man, I can Can deal with never seeing him, but yeah, yeah. I'll yeah. give you a counterpoint because we've talked about this off air. So that's where I kind of had some thoughts on it before you uh, talk tonight. So I was kind of thinking about it. Now, everything that you had mentioned, mentioned, I 100% agree with. Right. The angle that I think I may empathize with on the part of CM Punk, though, is post fight. So. He does all of the shit about the pettiest things, right? The muffin-filled rant, the all-out scrum, right? Then they get into an alleged fist fight, which, if you believe whoever you want to believe, common knowledge says that it was CM Punk who threw the first punch at Matt Jackson, I believe it was, right? Here's where I think maybe CM Punk is getting more aggravated as time has gone on. And this is just my working theory. I have no inside knowledge. I don't have anyone telling me anything. So it's just my gut. I don't think the young bucks have ever been in a fist fight before. And I think they got super sensitive that they actually got into a fist fight. And I alluded to, I, I compare it to the one guy who had a girlfriend and got dumped and then never dated again. And then says, I can't be in the same room as her. It's like, you guys dated three months ago, two years ago. So get the fuck over it. Right. Like you didn't really get that serious. And he to himself, because he's never experienced it. It's the most thing in the world. So I think 
because if you read that ESPN article, he has reached out, what he says, he has reached out to mm. the elite and the elite said, stop, I don't want to, no, stop, I don't want to talk to you. And that's where I think maybe he's getting pissed off on, you know what we could do? We could make some money, but you guys have never been in this altercation before. I've been in 10 of these things because I'm an asshole. So get over it and let's start yeah. making some money. So, so there is that. Now, I will say this. Yeah, we conveniently leave the Young Bucks out of this. They also were butthurt in their feelings and probably started the physical altercation or at least got into a space that warranted somebody else starting it, right? Like, they probably pushed their way. Now, granted, the guy asked for it, and they gave it to him, albeit, Mm -hmm. you know, their positions and and tenure in the company and stuff would suggest that you wouldn't have done that, right? Now, I get – we're told – I almost unilaterally side with the, like, you know, regular everyday employees not wanting, right, new fucking big shot who does half the work and gets double the money, right? And, like, and that kind of thing, like, almost unilaterally. So, like, that was the side I think I was, uh, you know, want to take. I, I've, I've said to you, i really upset that CM Punk makes me want to defend the Young Bucks, right? So I don't yeah. want to defend the Young Bucks in that situation, right? Like, they – I think the ESPN article was handled pretty well as I read it, right? I think he did own up to saying, like, "Eh, I shouldn't have said it. I think I went on that tirade because of this and this and that. I I think it it came across as more as, like, here's a reason. It's not an excuse. Yeah. Here's a reason why I did it, right? And it shouldn't have happened. But I I also think – but I also think he does this a lot. I think he's Mm -hmm. the type of guy who – I don't know a better term, so I'm just going to use this one fails forward where he gets himself into these situations back in WWE, for example, where him and wrestler X, whether that was Mm -hmm. Jeff Hardy back in the day or whoever it was, don't like each other. And then Vince, who's the fucking controlling uh, party at, at WWE, obviously says, well, then let's turn it into an angle. They use real life stuff in front of the camera. It makes money. And I think CM Punk is saying, you know what this fucking does for everyone? If we use this in front of the camera and I think the elite specifically the young bucks, and this is just my gut feeling says, no, 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 I've never, no, we got into a fist fight. We are enemies for life. And punk is like, no, get over it. And I think that's the part right now in whatever 2023 we're in. I think right now that is the, his anger is get over it. There could be that. And what I, what I will say is this, right. They, they could be taking a stance, Mm -hmm. you know, also again, we're conjecturing a lot here of Of course of understanding that like, sure we can make money, but maybe they're like, fuck your money. We don't want you here. We, if this was another person we got in a fist fight with fine, it's you. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to have to fucking talk to you and work out a match and fucking do like, I can't stand the fucking smell of your breath. Get out of here. Right. Like that might be a deal. Right. But on the other side of it, punk's like, no, this will make us great money. But maybe they're like money isn't everything. Dick face. Like we're fine over here. I know you might be going broke, but we are fine. Like We don't got lawsuits with old friends. Right. But he's just like, no, come on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that is honestly right now in the whatever month yeah, we're that in. feels June, accurate. That's where we're at. I think we're past the, all the stuff. Now, Punk may not, not be past that with a certain hangman Adam Page, but with the Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks, I think that is where he's at with them. And again, this is all just gut feelings and conjecture, as Tim said. But it was a promo. He said it. And it was fine. And again, we're going to cover some other things. So I think with the rest of Collision, 
the biggest moment I thought was so Miro appears, Andrade appears, we get mm-hmm. the fun stuff. But yeah. the biggest moment was in the six man tag. We finally got Samoa Joe and CM Punk yeah. in the ring together. First yeah. time since what was it, 2004, the Something summer of 2004. Like mm-hmm. So I think, and that was cool. Oh, and here's course. the thing here's the thing. I know CM Punk likes to. I do jujitsu with uh, uh, High and Gracie, and or no, High and Gracie's unfortunately passed away. It's um, it's Eva Mendez's or Eva Mendez. It's Eve Torres's husband. I can't think of his name. He's a Gracie. He does jujitsu with that Gracie. I'm a Gracie blue belt yeah. and all this shit. When CM or excuse me, when Samoa Joe got in the ring and was like, "Yeah, motherfucker," CM Punk, and again, he I think it was a little acting, but it was also like. Oh man, what? No, like I'm supposed to be the tough guy. What the fuck is this? <laughs> Samoa Joe, put him as this fucking yeah. fake tough Again, guy. If we're gonna do that with anyone, that's a fake tough guy. Has you know aged I mean. like a middle aged man from Chicago, and Samoa Joe has aged like a middle aged Samoan man. Right? I'll tell you who wins most of those fights in everyday life. If you've ever run into any of those types of folks, right? Like on average. If you oh, plug average white dude from Chicago versus average Samoan, who you bet yeah. your money on, right? From yeah, from toddler to fucking senior sitter, that's where you're going it's with done. Samoan all the time. Uh, yeah, Justin Floor in the chat says we're all getting worked, boys. They got us. Hey, listen, no. I'll tell you this. Well, let me tell you this, Justin Floor. Even if, even if they were all sitting in a room and crafting every bit of this, right, and and thereby we're all getting worked. I'm still not wrong about CM Punk. Right? I'm just not like everything I said is still true and applies very heavily. Yeah. I think allegedly to anything that could be sued over. <laughs> right. I think, yeah, I maybe, but I also think there are real feelings. That's the thing that I get tired of. And I'm not saying Justin is saying this, but when you see uh Twitter bots, right? Uh the the WWE warriors. It were like it's all nothing. It's like it is something. Could you fucking cut the shit? Like there is real feelings around here. My thing, and even CM Punk said it in the uh ESPN interview with Mark Romani, is like this happens in every other, and he said sport, which we won't get into that debate, but in every other sport, hockey, basketball, football, teammates get into fights and then they move past it. And that's where I thought immediately, oh shit. I don't think the 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 young bucks or Kenny Omega have ever been in this situation, so they don't know how to move past it. Right? There is no coach that goes over to them like, "All right, let's get the next rep in." They want to take their ball and go home and say, "Fuck that guy forever." So, I think there's a little of that that is interesting yeah. to me. Now, whether we do this match and all that stuff, here's my thing: I don't give a fuck. CM Punk is fun on a promo when he wants to be. Uh, and that's it. That's and what I'm saying. We'll it. get a few more of these, right? Where it'll be a work shoot promo. He'll have but his matches are not good. They're not good. And that's what I mean. We'll get a few of these. And this one was unfocused, like you said. And that's mm-hmm. because he even admitted he's like kind of just went out and went off the cuff. Well, man, that worked okay enough because we're all bought in on this, right? Because mm. this is one of the biggest stories to hit wrestling in a long time, right? Mm. But if you're doing that in a year, if you make it that far, against mm. Wardlow, right, we are not going to give a shit. Yeah. Uh, he does – his promo ability is better than most. I will say that. I 
my biggest thing is it's kind of the reverse how we've always talked about on this podcast for the last 10 years is we always say the moves don't matter make the fucking stories great i really think punk does a decent job of making you care about the story it's the match when you go oh you can't do this buckshot lariat oh shit you can't do it again hey man you look dumb like it's such an eyesore because as i've mentioned since back in ring of honor the first time around he's the most unathletic famous wrestler we've ever had there's no one maybe great Kali, yeah. but that's because his like, size but like punk's matches have never we, been good can we break down the cm punk promo post return right after the seven year break oh there- well there's well, been that's... there's been good right they're good I'm like you're saying he's still better than most in many ways but i will mm-hmm. say that like they're only really hitting when he's able to infuse this personal drama right whether the it was mjf the, the absence it was mjf right and so like i just yes i i would say that's the best example of what you said since he's come back his 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 go back and forth with mjf but anything outside of that has felt like it's it's kind of this it's a bit dud and the only moments are when he's kind of delusional about what's happening mm-hmm. between him and the person so i don't know that like he's definitely not peaked or i mean he's peaked already he's definitely not the peak of his promo ability in my in my uh well, i don't know yeah view the, anymore the return, but like i just i don't know yeah well the return was the cm punk plays the hits return yeah, that's right. the problem is cm punk was never the Hulk Hogan must pose and do the ear pose, you know, and all that shit. He was the, I'm here to speak for you. Let's go fight the authority. But when that guy does, it's great to be back. I'm happy. Hey, look at this young group of wrestlers. Send hook. This is fun. Like regardless of all out, like it wasn't hitting because that's not him. Now, We've kind of soured on them, a portion of the AEW audience. So maybe we do start to get the fight the power. The power is the elite. I don't know. But let's get into tonight's AEW Dynamite because we still got picks. Right before we do that, one other thing that happened that we failed to touch on, and we mentioned his name, uh, but Wardlow lost the TNT title to Luchasaurus. Look. I understand investing in people and trying to make the future bright for the company. I think personally, and I said this even back when it was the pinnacle days, but Jim Ross has got you all worked up to think that Wardlow was the shit. It was always Jim Ross that said, this is a blue chipper. Look how he moves. No one else fucking said that ever. It was always Jim Ross, which whatever he can jim ross has said that about a lot of folks devoid of charisma a lot yes he said that about jack swagger he said it about his fucking best friend dr death steve williams (laughs) that guy did not have it at all so what i'm saying is i think jim ross got into the powers that be whether that's tony khan christopher daniels whoever it is that said wardlow's the shit and to his credit wardlow that ladder match that he had against Christian will fucking give it his all will fucking give it his all. And I give him all oh, of yeah. the credit in the world, yeah. but look, man, 
there are singers in the entertainment industry that can sing better than Beyonce that ain't making the hits because they ain't got it. And that's what I'm saying with Wardlow. We need to scrap this whole, he's the man. Put him in a tag team. Make him, honestly, what I would do, I would have him go away for a while, repackage him, figure out the story, but just cosmetically, put him with Brian Cage, make him a tag team, make him run through the tag team division. Because by themselves, both of them suck. Together, looking at them, they're the new fucking uh, skyscrapers. Remember with... uh, uh, um, Sid Vicious and all that in WCW, like that's them, but that's they can't true. fucking get, talk. Let's let's get Stokely Hathaway managing Brian Cage exactly. and Wardlow as a as like a bulldog I mean, tag team. Prince Nana's not bad, you know what I'm saying. I'm not saying we have to like get the top tier manager. I'm just saying put them in a tag team, make them your version of AOP. Remember how cool AOP was for a moment in time yeah. when they were just throwing people around. Wardlow and Brian Cage could do that. Just or they could even be uh, the new APA, right? They could just be hanging out back. Yep, exactly. Just drinking or whatever, right? Whatever was safe right. for 2023 television, yeah. right? Whatever Warner Brothers will approve. But it's they're doing something cool in the back. And then somebody comes up and is like, hey, right? MJF throws down some money, right? I need, uh, take care I need of somebody yep. uh, yeah, take care of this Jungle Boy asshole, right? And oh. then we get, bam, boom, right? Through some, through some tables. I got the segment. You know what would be fun? Okay, we got we're going off the tangent. We have a lot to cover, so I'm gonna make it quick. Here's what I thought of when you said backstage they're doing something. Have them fucking playing the video game where they're fighting each other. Have Wardlow be Wardlow and he's wrestling Brian Cage in yeah, AEW Every fight time forever. they're just fight, yeah, always fighting each other. And somebody comes in and they're like, hey. hey, I need something. They're like, what? And they're like, Yeah, can can you look at me? Like, no, nah, I'm in the middle. Like, you see, I'm fucking doing something, right? And they're throws fighting, down them, the throws the money down, they pause, right? and they look up, yeah. Then as soon as they, like, agree to the deal, they take the money, they just back to the video game, right? And they never finish the match. Yeah. That's the thing. <laughs> That's the funniest thing. It's an ongoing oh, Iron go. Man match, right? <laughs> At some point, it's like 115, 112, yeah. Yes! Ah, oh, that'd be funny. No, but anyhow, it's always a best of, right? And that's what, yeah. they like, somebody will win, they'll be like, ah, oh, Best of 47. All right, best of 47. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, but uh, long story short, Wardlow ain't God damn it. so good. Tony Khan, look, you hired other podcasters. We're telling you. We got yeah. some, Hey, man. We've got, we got this it. on lock for you. It is up. Tim yeah. Tom, uh, professional wrestling writing services at, sp- at tableshow at gmail.com. Right here, Ready to sign. Ready, ready to sign. It. We got an Italian agent. It. goes by the name of Roscoe Leach, but... Yep. yep. He loves he loves doing deals. He'll do yep. a deal for us mm-hmm. a drop of a hat. His yes. own hat. Yeah. Uh speaking nice of hat. AW Fight Forever. I like that hat. All right, never mind. <laughs> don't goddamn go that way. Speaking of AW Fight Forever, you saw it on the big screens as the Hardy Boys were coming out because they were supplementing some of the AEW Fight Forever uh graphics and moves from Matt and Jeff Hardy into their entrance video. Thought that was a good touch. Yep. And that's how we could kick off AW Dynamite. It is the Hardys brothers taking on the ass boys or the guns who are also brothers. And this was a match. Um, was a match. Here's the, the one thing. And we talked about this and I don't know how I feel because in this regard, I don't think it would have fit, but 
we mentioned, and I said at the almost half year awards that the best entrance this year was when the guns came out to 50 cents, mini men. And I kind of want them to always do that. But then I also kind of want them to only do it for the big, big matches, but their entrance, even with their silly Western song is fucking cool. The way, uh, short gun, a uh, little pistol gun spits twice. I don't know that fucking cool. Yeah. And then you got, and then you got shotgun over there winking at you and stuff. Yes. Dude, I'm, I'm calling all them in shotgun on the and pistol from now yeah, on. Shotgun and pistol. I am all in on the guns, man. I, for whatever reason, right? Like they're not all that good. Right. <laughs> like but I just, yeah, but I just, you just want to hit them. I'm like, yeah, but it's weird that I'm like, I don't like those guys, but I smile every time. Cause I'm like, I really don't like those guys. <laughs> you know, it's the weirdest yeah. thing. It's the weirdest exactly. thing. Um, it's great. I want to shout out Justin Floor in the chat here on the last topic. He said our, our new tag team, the new acolytes, right? They'll mm-hmm. be playing the, the exploding barbed wire death match, but they'll never get to the end because they keep getting interrupted. Yes. Perfect. That is perfect. Yes. That's the detail. Yes. Uh, so yeah, going back to dynamite here tonight, Hardy's versus guns. It was a match. It happened. It was kind of your standard AEW. Let's get the fun stuff in, except for at the end, we had uh, the rubber band club cost the match for the hardies the guns get the victories again maybe it was just a you gave us a favor we will repay it but seems like maybe the guns are in bullet club with jay white and rock hard the rock is hard rock hard juice robinson um and this is when all hell breaks loose right so the guns win which side note i put this on our twitter at table show while i live tweet during aw dynamite uh the guns quietly now have victories over the Hardys and FTR. Yeah. Interesting to say that out loud. Yeah. Um, so then they go and they're hitting uh, the Hardys in the head because fuck them. They're old, right? They're stupid paint. Hit them in the face, you know, Fucking, and yeah. this one's balding. I'm hitting him, you know, and they're going and they're hitting each other in the head or hitting them in the head. And then ricky starks mr suave himself says i'll beat these guys up i don't like that fucking caveman looking cocksucker he goes into the ring gets outnumbered motherfucker this suck then here comes the undercover cops from the crowd ftr they jump in and they say well we'll get it and they're still outnumbered and then here it is chicago's favorite son which may say more about the city than it does about the man CM Punk runs down <laughs> and he makes the save. Yeah. And then fun thing at the end, which I thought was just maybe him trolling us a little bit. He says at collision on Saturday, basically it's this group in the ring versus you guys out there on the floor. And I don't, I'm a collision guy. I shouldn't even be here. I think that was trolling us a little bit to make us go, Ooh, see there's, I think he's (laughs) like, go and fuck yourself. Um, but what'd you think of the first segment here? Um, yeah, a lot, right? Again, multi-man match, yeah, tag match, uh, melee, right? CM Punk, right? It was a lot, right? It was bam, 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 which I get. You're trying to start the show off and we get a, Wink, wink, CM Punk, or I get the fuck out of here. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, fine. Right? I just, ultimately, I was like, uh, if, the, if 
if we got a Hogan must pose with CM Punk now, but it's Chicago. I right? think that's why it was Chicago. true. It's Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think this, this is like the reason the Chicago pop is loud because, you know, Chicago fans love the, the Chicago guy, but like Chicago is like one of the biggest cities in the fucking world. So like, there's just going to be a shit ton of those people there. Right. Like mm-hmm. it's not like, I mean, these people didn't choose to be born in Chicago. They were just born in Chicago. Half of them are fucking dumb, and they're like, Chicago. Yeah, all right? So that city was great when we visited. Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, I said yeah, half, yeah. right? The other yeah, half are fine, right? Yeah. yeah. If you took offense we're to it, we're talking about the fucking you... dozens of millions, right? Yeah. <laughs> and if you took offense to it, you know who you are. Um, yeah. The thing that I thought was honestly the most interesting was Ricky Starks. Because I know Ricky Starks has the beef with Jay White and Juice Robinson, which is fine. But I'm actually interested in potentially, if we keep this going and spin it off, Ricky Starks, CM Punk. Yes. Love that. Hey, why does Ricky Starks seem like the guy who will like invite you onto his yacht and like you like he's got a big yacht, but but you don't know like what that guy does or how he has money, right? Like why does he always, mm-hmm. he looks like that guy, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of like are you this rich? And they're like, yeah, don't worry about it, uh, babe. Let's go. Then he's like, I work. <laughs> yeah, well, what do you right. do for work? Well, yeah. I, obviously yeah. I work like you do. You know, investments. Yeah, yeah. Right. I yeah. work like you do. Yeah, so what do you right. do? I work like you do. Yeah, you know, well, I got a job. Yeah, I got a job. Nine to five, so baby. Nine to five, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I work and I make a paycheck. Yeah, man. What is it? I stay on do? that grind, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just always a different metaphor, right? Yeah, I yep. work, right? Yep. Yeah, I stay on that grind. Mm-hmm. Yep. Nine to five, you know, clock in, clock out every day, man. Just like you, man. Yep, here yep. we are. There All we right. go. All right. Uh, so that's what we get. It uh, looks like Collision will be the multi-man CM Punk show for the start of it. And we'll see how that goes. Now, we move on and we go to the concession stand brawl match, which was the most video game way to start a fucking match that I absolutely loved. It was right out of wwe versus smackdown mm-hmm. when you did the backstage brawl and they just started there like if it's a concession stand brawl i love that they didn't do the entrances and got them to the ring and then had them fight to where then they get to the concession stand no start it right there i liked how everyone was like are you ready are you yeah all that stuff very fun thought that was good despite jeff Jarrett, which he was in this shit uh mark briscoe made it because mark briscoe is the man forever um here is a plot hole, Tim. You want to get into the plot holes? Here's the first one that I noticed. So, Mark Briscoe's getting beat up by fucking God knows everyone from that Team TNA. It's Karen Jarrett. It's uh, Pencil Man. It's yeah. Jay Lethal. It's the big tall guy, right? Yeah. Plot yeah, it's hole. the A.W. Amos. Yeah, but plot hole... <laughs> We just saw the segment before FTR, and I understand that they were fighting the Bang Bang Club, right? But they were a part of how this whole fucking story started. You would think they would be like, well, fuck, we got to go back out there one more time to help our guy, Mark Briscoe. Nope. They said, Hey man, we got to shower up, get to the next town. Like, what the hell was that about? Yeah, they right. were a part of this storyline. It wasn't as if they've like splintered off and Briscoe went this way and FTR went this way. This was them in the genesis of Team TNA versus AW guys. Like, so you don't show up for your guy? Like, 
I would say if I was Mark Briscoe next week, hey, I'll join up with eventually best friends come, uh, Lucha Bros come, uh, someone else was it? No, I think those those guys come. Right. Um, if I'm Mark Briscoe the next week, I go, hey, Lucha Bros, thanks so much. We go way back. Love you. By the way, fuck FTR. Like, what <laughs> just like those guys suck as friends. Yeah. What the hell? But what did you think? What did you think of the whole concession stand brawl? All of it? I, just that, right? Wild, zany. It was reminiscent, right, of like a WWE thing. Now that you mentioned it, like by being named, right, the concession stand brawl, right, and starting yeah. right there, yeah, right, yeah. Hey, fine. Again, it felt like all right. We're playing a lot of the like uh, all in on the circus tonight, right? Like everybody from the back, let's go. This is two segments back to back. We hit that hard, right? Mm, love it I, I do like that i love when it's chaos again go back to prime ecw 95 96 97 98 it's everyone's bumping into each other so more the better uh oh is also here it is is christopher daniel that was the other guy that came out uh to help out mark briscoe um the other thing that i think we should mention is uh as i said karen jarrett was making herself very present with dick punches all around to mark briscoe at every turn she could get yeah did you catch yeah did you catch a little uh aw rampage when aubrey gave the whole guitar fucking shot and made her in ring debut give the receipt right i guess that was that moment of of aubrey running down and just getting wild well yeah yeah at the paper that was the best yeah that's the best best karen jarrett moment ever right probably yeah that, it was amazing i did not expect that at all and they for missing a lot of shots they nailed oh. that one right <laughs> they nailed that yeah. one side note we'll get i'm choosing to move past it but tonight another shit night for their production team so many times yeah. the wrestlers even bent over backwards for you to get the fucking things and you missed it Brian Danielson twice cut a promo into the camera and you cut away from him both fucking times. Anyhow, um, here's the other fun thing I want to say about this. Segment. Hey, listen, let me ask you this. Would you take AEW production as it stands right now for the rest of time or for the rest of time, you got to get the Harvey jerky cam of the WWE like beatdowns when they were like this over and over. Still better. Still better. Still better. Because at least you're seeing it. You're still seeing it. It made me feel like I was having a fucking seizure. (laughs) Well, but at the end of the day, you could say, man, I felt sick when I saw Bobby Lashley beating Big E. I wanted to vomit. (laughs) AW. Jim Ross has to fucking slur his way through saying, oh, by the way, you missed it up top. The fucking, fucking, you know, WWE would squeeze three zooms in a frame. (laughs) But you still saw it. That's my thing. You have to see the shit, right? Like, yeah, true that. Yeah, at least you saw it. Yeah, my poor wife. This is why I picked WWE. It fucking sucked too when they were doing that. And they've calmed down a little bit, but they were at one time really into that shit, right? That zoom in um, and out the fucking yeah. Herbie Cam. Yeah, that was whenever that guy was doing it. was the uh, Bischoff's dude. Yeah, that uh, guy. Right? Yeah, but, it was the guy behind that, I thought. But my wife will not last another year at AEW production this rate because every fucking episode ends with me just going, how? How the fuck does any of these high school level 
camera guys and production guys have a fucking job for such bullshit. Your wife. (laughs) The best person in the world. The best person. Yeah, she's great. Easily, yeah. Now, we, you and I, and your wife Mm -hmm. and her friends, uh, separately, Mm kind of, we all went to uh, Tacos and Tequila Festival this weekend, right? Threw it back to the early 2000s, saw some oh, little John. Oh, little John. We left during Florida. Um, oh, he sucked. You know what I mean? Yeah. Got some uh, Montel Jordan, who's a preacher now, and decided to stop all of his songs when they got to the non-preachery parts, which was really weird. Um, and we saw some Lucha Libre wrestling. We saw all kinds of fun stuff. Your wife, I told mm-hmm. her when upon seeing her, I said, hey, listen, you're going to have to stop saying to the public that you're not a wrestling fan but meanwhile, you're out here in an Andre the Giant T-shirt. Well, busted. I will. I well, but I will back her up busted. on this. Uh, she loves the Princess uh, uh, Diaries, or is it okay. Diaries Bride? What's Princess what's that one? Bride. Princess Bride. Yeah. Right. Loves the Princess Bride. So she loved Andre the Giant before she ever met. Him. Okay. So I will give All her. All right. That. Yeah. Okay. But she's a wrestling. Oh, she's a wrestling fan because I I yell it into her ears all the time unfortunately because i'm a fucking psycho stockholm um, syndrome oh, no, cowboy percent. shit and she's like yeah oh <laughs> yep oh she can tell you who the best promos are she loves eddie kingston right well, yeah who doesn't but yeah you know we'll talk more about you know, eddie kingston as we discuss yes. aew dynamite but what i was gonna say that was a quick side note back on track here the other fun note that i liked about this penta beating people up in a goddamn armani shirt yeah that shit's right. like seven hundred dollars yeah what the yeah. fuck you can get a coke on that or a beer what yeah. the fuck are you doing we need Love it. the thing with penta is we can't get it from him but if we get his little always wearing gloves hype man uh whatever his name is abraham lincoln right whatever he is mm-hmm. and uh <laughs> <laughs> right yeah. not his name yeah. um get him to, like penta being like this is a $700 shirt, right? And he'll be like, it's a set, like the old Ric Flair style, right? But get the hype, man. Mm-hmm. Talking about his rolly, right? His shoes, right? Because he's always oh. dressed in the ninth. Dude is pimped out. Let's get him yeah. bragging about it. And if he is only doing an interve- interview segment, pimp out that fucking mask. Talk about the jewels that he put on it and stuff like that. Perfect. Love that idea. Uh, so that happened. Mark Briscoe wins. Papa Briscoe was also involved. He's fun. Uh, he got it involved. It is fun. It's weird. I don't... If you told me on paper, I'd be like, Jesus, I don't want to see this. But he pulls yeah. it off. And for whatever yeah, reason, it feels like he's not even acting, right? <laughs> They're just like, hey, just say this. And he's like, all right, I'll fucking say that, whatever. <laughs> yeah, he's everything John Cena's dad wishes he was. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like the John Mrs. Cena's dad. dad. <laughs> Mrs. Dad. You remember yeah. that? Yeah, I'm going to fight you. <laughs> yeah, they suck. Miz has a lot uh, of like. Mental health, self-esteem issues because his dad's fuckery. <laughs> like, oh yeah, because that guy is a he's weird. bad yeah. father from all accounts, allegedly. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, then after that, backstage, Blackpool Combat Club is talking. Uh, conveniently enough, Don Callis and Takesha though are also standing there. So that led me to believe: Are we all a big happy family, or is this just uh, the enemy of my enemy is my friend kind of thing? I don't know. What do you think about that? Yeah. I wish they could find a way. I don't want to be hit over the head with everything in storylines and promos, right? I like subtlety. Mm -hmm. But sometimes I think clarification on some things is needed, right? If the plan is not Don Callis and Takeshita are BCC, 
mm-hmm. and none of the storyline hinges around any sort of uh, vagueness in that, right? Like any sort of like, ooh, are they, aren't they? Then let's make it clear pretty quickly, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Also, An offhand comment from somebody like Daniel Bryan. He's a pro. He can figure it out, right? But Brian let's, let's get a – or, yeah, excuse me. Um, mm-hmm. Sorry. This on the day really fucks no, no, with no. me, right? Yeah, like yeah, people yeah, are no, naming things. All right. Yeah, yeah, I got you. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but, yeah, let's get, let's get some sort of clarification because I don't feel like they are, but they're not making it easy for me to succinctly say they definitely aren't. And with this detail specifically is – Let's not forget the scar on Don Callis's head is from John Moxley. You know what I mean? Like that's the part. If they never had any physicality, hey, we're just associates. Okay. If, if anything, Don Callis should have had like some sort of like weird memory loss, and like or just was now with Moxley gets... and like under the spell, right? <laughs> yeah. Or just has a weird tick when he gets too close to him. Like he just puts his hands up for no fucking reason. Yeah. You know, every time Moxley like enters the room, he's like, he just fucking yeah. covers his shit. Yeah. Something, but something he ducks real quick because like a there fucking was physicality. PTSD veteran. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, something needs to be said there. That's all I would ask there. All right. So then we get back into the ring. Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara, Minoru Suzuki, the fucking MVP of this match, uh, took on Action Andretti, A.R. Fox, and Darius Martin, who, credit to him, roles are reversed. The other Martin brother is out with an injury. Uh, He got to get all the shine. Now that guy's out. Oh, the other one's one who, like, Sid Vicious his leg, leg. right? Yeah. 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 But now Darius Martin is getting his shot, and he's... Look, he looked great in this match. He did all the fun spots he could. But as mentioned, Minoru Suzuki was the MVP. Just That was the wow moment of the night was here. Like, Suzuki, I didn't realize. If they had announced that already, I didn't didn't get that news. And so when they announced Suzuki, I was like, holy shit. I was like, oh, we got to watch this now. Yep. Yeah, and this was fun. I like that everyone kind of got their shit in, right? Darius Martin got to do his stuff. AR Fox got to do his stuff. Sammy Guevara got to flip with them. Jericho kept up for as long as he could. Minoru Suzuki no-sold everything and then beat the fuck out of everybody, which was great. Uh, like his favorite and, thing to do. Yeah, and Jericho put the old-school lion tamer on Darius Martin, not the Boston yeah, the Crab. Yeah, the fucking full 90-degree... The one that I maybe like, don't like you in real life. On your fucking neck and chest, right? Like, Yeah, the, yeah. the, the you're going to feel this on the yeah. ride home. Popping the C5 uh, vertebrae out of place today. Probably. And so they get the victory there, right? <laughs> so as they should. It's Chris Jericho and Minoru Suzuki. They should, shouldn't be losing to that team. So right call there. Right. Um, post-match, Renee Paquette gets in the ring, says, Jericho, Last week, you and Sting were in the ring. How fun. He says, hit the brick. That's exactly what she said, isn't it? How right, fun. How fun. <laughs> and Jericho says, hey, wasn't that cool? Me and Sting in the same ring together. You loved that. You were so entertained. I wasn't. I think he sucks. Here's the thing. Three of us right here are going to fight you and your little school shooter best friend, Darby Allen, but you get another school shooter and see if you motherfuckers can paint your faces and fight us on Sunday night. <laughs> I'm kidding here. Obviously. Hey, listen, hold on. Again, Tony Khan. All I'm saying is consider <laughs> consider us. These are suggestions. You don't have to take all the suggestions, albeit that's a good one. 
if his promo was that, <laughs> I'm instantly more interested, right? Well, but I get a- I get Warner Brothers Discovery may not appreciate it. So we that could hash, sense. we could leave that one maybe on the cutting room floor, but we'd love to be in the conversation, at least give you these. Yeah, if you want to say that on a pay-per-view, you know what I mean? Um, but so Sting comes out, and Sting comes out with Darby. They have a little tag team of the school shooters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, Trench coat mafia in this bitch. Ooh, that goes back to Combine. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, moving on. Uh, Sting comes out with Darby Allen, and he goes, that was a fun time. My favorite part of the whole thing, though, is Sting looks to the crowd and goes, he's cussing under his breath at me. Yeah. <laughs> like, Motherfucker. He's yeah, like, he's yeah. cussing at why? <laughs> he yeah. genuinely yeah. like, what's up with this guy? Um, and so, long story short, they accept. And Darby says, we ain't going to tell you who our third person is. But remember, you have a lot of enemies all over the place. So, Tim who's the mystery partner there is a right answer oh you know oddly enough i mean i'm gonna admit i was doing other things while the show was going on right i was kind of trying to split my attention but i didn't consider Mm -hmm. who this mystery partner was gonna be right i was just kind of like oh it's gonna be interesting to find that out but you say you've got the answer it's right here Hmm. it's nido hmm Remember, they fought for the Intercontinental Championship, went back and forth. Naito fucking hates his gut. Is Naito on the card? Nope. Sting and Darby need someone from New Japan. So That's get right. the eyeball it's, guy. It's New Japan, so it's got to be. Yep. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes there sense. There it is. Naito. Are we going to get. Does it end there with Sting and Chris Jericho, or are we going to get Chris Jericho versus yeah. Sting one on one? No, I don't think so. I think this is where their story ends. And I think in some roundabout way, we get back to Sammy Guevara, Chris Jericho. Okay. Something happens because, because again, Sammy keeps on stepping back, not really saying things, not like, because one thing that was interesting is Chris Jericho went for the sex God pose, but it was Minoru Suzuki who again, fucking production team missed a shot, uh, caught his ass. That's cool. That's what I wanted to see in that. Uh, and he did it instead. Um, so I thought that was an interesting detail. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, yeah, I think this is where it ends. And then Sammy and Chris Jericho do their thing. Yeah. Cause we've seen enough of Sting to know, like he's not doing many matches all out and neither is Jericho at this age. So like both of them against each other, they'd have to nah. work a tag match, which is what this is. So it should end there. Um, yeah. this one might've set you if we're la- ranking our, like, you know, greatest of all time, one through 50 or whatever, I think I put Chris Jericho higher than Sting on mine. Well, that's fucking wrong. As far as, like, people, you know, as, like, are they good people? That may not be the case, right? But, like, you know. Well. But as far as, like, storylines I was interested in and matches that I loved and Mm -hmm. and things from their totality of their career, I'm probably giving more to Chris Jericho than I'm giving to Sting. And that might just be due to age, right? Yeah. And rose-colored. Well, and you also have rose colored glasses because a lot of what Chris Jericho did was, and we're not going to go into a big tangent, maybe on the next episode, but a lot of what Chris Jericho did throughout his entire career until Kevin Owens was mid. Oh, he beat Stone Cold Steve Austin and the rock in the same night. It wasn't a fucking yeah. about him. Was it? You know what did I liked? Main event. You know what nope. I liked about Jericho? And it was, it was 
late WCW Jericho and early WWF Jericho up until about that time where he became the first undisputed champion, right? Where right. he was losing. I think I was coming of age and he like the way he kind of presented himself as like a, a fuck you, I'm I'm the turn the punch bowl to everybody's seriousness, right? Kind of thing. Like he was a unique character in that regard, right? And that's why I think he spoke to me then. At the same time, Sting was like, you know, man, I was NWO guy, so I just think, you know, I just think Sting fell, unfortunately, to me being a deviant, right? Like, I like the NWO, right? I like the sophomoric grab your dick, you know, smell my dick antics of a Chris Jericho and a DX, right? And Sting was always, you know, like, uh, you know, for the kids, say your prayers, eat your vitamins. And then even when it was the crow, it was like the forces of good. And I think, fuck you. <laughs> right? Like, I think yeah. that's why... You know, yeah. because I'm because I'm crass, I think. Okay, but the coolest moment still goes to Sting when he fucking suspended down from the rafters, fought off the NWO, and then snapped up fucking Diamond Dallas Page off the fucking floor and went back up into the rafters. What did fucking Chris Jericho ever do that was that cool? Wear fucking yeah. platforms that made him six foot? Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. But and I also, maybe here's wish the other I could thing. No, 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 no. Right. Now we're going. <laughs> now we're go. going into it. I might have went somewhere dark. <laughs> yeah, no, now we're getting into it. Because you do Speaking talk of about repelling. the end of, right. Yeah. <laughs> Talking about the end of Chris Jericho in uh started okay. WWF. He had the cool promo with The Rock, right? Then he gets power bombed six fucking times for nine fucking months, it felt like, by Road Dog. Was that mm. your fucking favorite time of Chris Jericho? No. Or was it or was it mm-hmm. the time he was losing the Intercontinental Championship to yeah. China? Was yeah. that your fucking favorite time? Let's go back over to WCW. Was your favorite fucking time the time he lost to Dean Malenko? Remember those fucking stellar matches that no one can fucking recall, but we always say. Oh it was yeah, the best no. Listen, I'm not life. saying everything that he did was Fuck good. Fuck out of here! But I'm Fuck saying out of, here. of moments <laughs> that I remember, I probably put the Jericho ones higher. No, nope, than the majority of the Sting. Totally ones. wrong. Yeah. yeah. Nope, you're wrong. Look. Nope. Jericho is better. Sting in was a step away from train. Say your prayers and eat your vitamins. Most of his career. Fuck yeah, he was. And in 1992, you fucking needed it. Do you forget about the goddamn matches that Sting and Lex Luger had against the Steiner brothers? Do you forget about the fucking oh, feud Sting had with too. the? Do you forget about the feud Sting had with the Great Muda? Do you forget about the fucking legendary matches he had with Ric Flair? Mm-hmm. Do you forget? about the fucking awesome match he had with jake the snake roberts name another awesome jake the snake roberts so that's match. it right like you the can't because he has Flair stuff it. that's like that was happening you know i was that's i was right? honed in wwf right i was hogan uh from from king kong bundy versus hogan until nitro i was all wwf ew well yep. get on peacock or the network if you have a VPN <laughs> and watch. I mean, I've seen the stuff. I just, you know, yeah, the, the childhood it. nostalgia, you know, go to new Japan and watch things matches over there with Vader stings um, match. How with many Cactus times Jack. do I got to tell you and everybody that watches this show? There is nothing uh, no, cool story. in Japan. <laughs> well, sting was cool. cool yeah. But sting Japan. was cool. Sting can go anywhere and he's cool. Sting's matches with Vader. Sting's matches with Cactus Jack. Again, like I said, name another iconic match that Jake the Snake Roberts had. Amazing promo. Not, not great in the ring. Maybe yeah. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. That's yeah. it. Sting. Uh, they're close. 
Look, I'm look, they're like wildly yeah, different. I'm saying yeah, they're close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, look, yeah, they're close. <laughs> they are close. I'm not saying that we're yeah. one right. in 30 here. Right, yeah. But I'm not saying that either. But I'm just saying Chris Jericho's probably right about it. Yeah, yeah, 100% Sting. Sting all the way. Hey, we go backstage on AEW Dynamite, and the Elite are there. But are they? If you read the, the dirt sheets, who the fuck cares? I'm watching on TV. They're not in my house, so what the fuck do I care if they're there or not? Uh, but the Elite are talking backstage, and they're like, oh, you asshole BCC. You knew that Kenny already had a match with Osprey, so then you challenged to us, challenged a match to us. What the fuck do you think we're gonna do? Well, we got a friend, and in the coolest fucking moment, Eddie Kingston's like, "Hey, yeah." <laughs> I popped. I really was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> Not who I expected. I, wa- yeah. I watched it three times back, and then I made my wife watch. It. I was like, "Look at this. This is fun." And she's like, "I'm reading." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, I know. Pause the book. Look at this." Ah. And he goes, ah. "Yeah, yeah." <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah, that's why yeah. I was trying to show you something entertaining. <laughs> yeah, that was Eddie Kingston. Uh, and Eddie Kingston says, "Hey, look. Put down your I, medical I journals like- and watch Eddie Kingston." Yeah, yeah. Stop learning things and fucking learn Eddie Kingston. Um, but he Eddie Kingston says, uh, "I don't like you, Bucks. Don't like any of you." Um, or Hangman, because that's the other thing. We always, side note, we'll get back into it because I'm going into a lot of side notes. We always direct our hate at the Young Bucks and then Kenny Omega, but we never include Hangman. And not us, I'm just saying collectively us, right? Hangman seems to always skirt those criticisms. It's always oh, like, Hangman's their, the Bucks. Hangman is their redeeming quality. And Kenny Omega is two, right? Mm-hmm. And then the Young Bucks mm-hmm. are, you know seven through 24 um yeah yeah but, but so eddie kingston yeah, yeah so eddie they're kingston instantly says, cooler when hangman is there sure and eddie kingston says here hey i hate claudio so i'm going to join your team but fuck yeah. you yeah he's like i don't now, respect you i don't like you yeah. you suck i think you smell bad paraphrase but then he says but then he says there's one spot open i get to call it Okay, fuck you guys. I get to call it. Yeah. And the elite say, fine. Well, and this is why you got to learn Eddie Kingston, because mm-hmm. you'll find mm-hmm. out later what the master had in mind. Yep. So then after that, Adam Cole comes out. This was fun, but I'm not going to go into too much detail, because, again, we got so much to cover. He essentially says, I want my rematch. And MJF comes out and says, uh, suck it. No. And then he goes, well, that's bullshit. You're a coward. No, I'm not. No, no. And then Tanahashi comes up on the screen. He's like, hi, I want to face you, man. Come on. What's yeah. up? And uh, MGF is like, for the millionth time, no. Yeah. And then Adam Cole, whose ability, I think is like superhero ability, if this was all comics, which they love, would be to get under MGF's skin. Like, no one does it as quick as Adam Cole yeah. so far. And Adam Cole's like, but I thought you said you're like the best. So you obviously think Tanahashi's better than you. And then he goats him into like, ah, I'll take you on, Tanahashi. All the while, in something that I still don't understand, so I didn't go into much detail about it, but apparently there's a randomizer tag team tournament match, and Adam Cole and MJF are tag team uh, partners now. I don't know what the fuck that's about or why. Shut up, Shivani was the fun line here, or Shivani, however you want to say it. There used um, to be something back in the WCW days, what was the Lethal Lottery or something like that, where they would like make these, they would draw tag teams that would mm-hmm. compete in a tournament, 
And then if yeah. like if you won your tag team match, you were then in like the battle royal or something, right? Like, wasn't that the thing? Well, they would, well, they would do that on Clash of Champions where you could call in before it was uh, Taboo Tuesday or Cyber Sunday. Yeah, you could there was call in to Clash like that, of Championship, right? and you could say, out of these three people, who do you want to team together? I, but I don't know. Oh. This, this wasn't. Yeah, this just look. It felt like, hey man, you guys, you built a whole tournament around finding a way to pair. Adam Cole and MJF in a tag team. Well, we don't know the rest of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we don't know the rest of it at the time. Right. But that's what they break out during this segment. And that's mm -hmm. where it kind of started connecting to me. And I, I kudos for not just saying like, we have a GM that's just weird. That's like, I want to see you two in a, in a tag team match. Right. The old WWE trope. Right. And, and I also think <laughs> if we are doing the randomizer tag teams, maybe we get another version of, Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland that becomes the champs yeah. that takes on FTR. You just, know what I mean? I, I hate the idea. The reason I hate the idea is because we go randomizer. Oh, son of a bitch, right? Our biggest storyline. These two got well, paired together on the first draw, right? Like, yeah, I mean, that's Jesus yeah. Christ, guys. Well, every rom-com, the fucking two people run into each other at a bookstore. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but Tim, that's not how you got married. Then. No, I mean, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Reading of Mice and Men, and she walked right, right. by. Um, yeah. Kept sending Tim. her notes as a secret admirer, and then she figured it out. Yeah. yeah. Tim. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, man, they're so cool. AEW. Okay. Th this is what they did, man. Mm, they listen. They well, so they listen, right? To the show? They listen. Yeah, they listen. To yeah, the show. they're our biggest fans. Yeah, they write us all the time. I love it. Thank you so much for the support. But here's the thing. They didn't really have what was going to happen next, right? They're kind of stalled out. So they said, we'll do a randomizer. We know Tim and Tom will give us something, which we just did. Brian Cage and Wardlow. And now we're going to get Brian Cage and Wardlow as the new Alkalites. Look at that. You guys. Hey, thanks. But for I want to point in. out that thanks the first few us. are free. We need to. You know what I mean? Yeah, but you know, well, this we're going to call Mark Sterling. Yeah, but this is just a wink, right? This right. is just the word. Right. We're That's there, what I mean. Guys. And so, or several thanks. are free, right? We, you know, we, we, we want you to see what we got, right? Yeah. First Get four years taste. are free. Get a little taste. Yeah. yeah. Now, yeah. you know, at some point, yeah. we're going to demand royalties. We're just yeah, well, in time. On in time. In time. In, in time. time. Yeah. yeah, that's what that's what's marinade, gonna with this randomizer. See how yeah. well this new acolytes goes. Mm -hmm. So the segment ends with Adam Cole telling MJF, "Good luck, partner." Ha ha ha! MJF got screwed again. Then we get back the, into the, the ring. With best some... moment of that, and again, these uh -huh. guys are good at what they do. You know, we're kind of breezing over. Obviously, you know, because they're so good, it can kind of get washed over, right? Uh, but the moment was Shivani being like. I have an announcement. And they're both like, shut up, Tony. And he's like, all right, we'll be that as it may. And like, you know what I mean? Like, fuck you. Like, she yeah. did it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. That was good. Uh, so then we get back into the ring with some tag team action. Orange Cassidy, Shibata versus Daniel Garcia, Zack Sabre Jr. Uh, very fun. Moves, moves, moves. Another moves all in, cool. everybody in, right? Yeah. Glory Hole cool is up moves. this weekend. And so what was interesting to me, though, is... Uh, Orange Cassidy misses the orange punch and hits Shibata. Mm -hmm. They lose. So yeah, this is first thing he's lost. 
And, yeah, I know. And 2023, this is probably, you can count on one hand how many times he's lost on TV and AEW. And so that was interesting. It was a tag match. It wasn't for his championship. But at the end of the match, they said, well, guess what we're going to do now? All four of these motherfuckers are going to wrestle for the uh, international championship. So we'll get to our picks here in just a moment. But that's how it ended. And that was fun. Did you like it? It was fun. Yeah, it's fun. Again, yeah. it was all in. It was pop, 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 up, down, hammer, blood, <laughs> right? All over the place. Good stuff. All this things. Make sure to tune uh, in this was... Saturday, su- Saturday, Sunday, Sunday, yes. Sunday. Yep. Alex Marvez Nailed is backstage it. and he, he says, we're going to get this the guy. scoop from Will Ospreay. Fuck is this guy still doing here? Is he somebody's your... fucking husband? Look, uh, LA Knight fuck? had a great... LA Knight had a great dig at Damian Priest and Santos Escobar that I saw online, and I'm going to use it here. Uh, Alex Marvez is about as useful as basketball cleats. Yeah, like, that was a great I one. don't know. Yeah, I just don't get it. But yeah. what was the purpose here is Don Callis. So Will Ospreay says, Canadians are going to kick my ass. Don Callis says, they're greedy, dumb bastards. And I got security, and this will be the favor. Ospreay says, what do you want from me? He goes, nothing man just want to just want to help out a good match and walks off so what do you think what's happening uh, i like this right uh now we get a little more chance to get some personality and storyline out of all the amazing people that aw loves to show us with minimal storylines right we get will osprey shitting on canada and all the longtime listeners of the Spanish announce table, which by the way, coming up in a month, we have our 10 year anniversary. So we urge you to send us an MP4, an MP3, an email, an email. table show at gmail.com telling us how much you love us and how, how much we've entertained you over the 10 years. Right. Uh, but longtime listeners know that a great way to endear yourself to us here at the Spanish announce table is to shit on America's hat, Canada, and we're talking to you directly, the Spanish announce table, Canadian version. Fuck you. We did it first. And we're still here. Give me huh? the fringe. And we're still losers. here. You guys still here? We 500 plus. Anyway. Yeah, um, deep throat your maple syrup, you cocksucking geese so, fucks. So I'm already like, all right, all right. I can get behind this. Will Ospreay hates Canada. Fuck Canada, right? And then we get Don Callis. And he's like, hey, let's hate Canada together. And I'm like, I really get behind this. If we can get team anti-Canada like instead mm-hmm. of team Canada that we had in, in, in Impact or TNA, whatever that was, let's DNA. get team fuck Canada. Yeah. Uh, and maybe, you know, this is all centered around, you know, Kenny Omega. You hate Kenny Omega. Obviously, I hate Kenny Omega now. Kenny I don't Omega hate Kenny Omega. Ken- no, the Don Callis is saying to Will oh, Ospreay, Oh, I was right? like, maybe I do. Yeah, Don Callis is saying to Will Ospreay, <laughs> saying, look, you hate Kenny Omega. Obviously, I hate Kenny Omega now. He's fucking Canadian. He that's why. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he's like, fuck that. And so it may not go farther than that, but I wouldn't mind. Look, if you told me anybody's pairing up with Don Callis, I'm probably gonna like him. Uh yeah, a hundred percent. I like that you said that, and I thought I said that because yeah. I hate so many things. I was like, did I say that? Did probably, I say I but Kenny I don't Omega? think I hate him. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> No, I don't think you hate that. I don't even hate Kenny Omega. I, he's not like no, favorite or anything like that, fine. but like he's fine. And I don't dislike, right? But yeah. Side note, when uh, this all ends, this is how I want it to end. In months time, 
seven months, nine months, a year, whatever it is, whenever we all wrap this shit up. The way Don Callis and Kenny Omega get back together is they're in the ring. Kenny Omega runs to the center of the ring, drops down, and just says, 69, we Don. 69, we Don. And what we get is Kenny Omega has another painting commissioned. We'll get Rob well, Schamberger, which he ain't going to do it, but we get, <laughs> he ain't going to do it. <laughs> well, yeah, it's the same fucking video. Here's the same drawing, and it's another. Love it. What? All right. What are you saying? So anyway, he gives him a painting, right? He's like, here, yeah, here's a painting, and it's a new version of the of the painting. <laughs> I like that idea. Yeah, it's yeah. great, and it has to be something that like plays off of like Ivan the Terrible, which the uh, the initial one does, where Don Callis is uh, cutting down uh kenny omega something yeah. like that yeah i love that idea yes. hey so let's get back into the ring after that because we'll get our picks in just a second um it was announced we won't get into it but tony storm is gonna take on willow nightingale at forbidden door so we'll get that match uh and then we get our tbs championship match chris statlander with her american oh, well, sign Tom, language you missed something here because mm-hmm. we're back on track nowadays oh, things are well, back to usual here hold on though <laughs> this is what yes Technically, yeah, technically, you're right because technically this was the main event, wasn't it? Technically, this was the main. This event. is the main event. So what do you? But it's not. It's mm, the segment it's not, before the. But it is the. You're right. It's a hard. So it one. was time for the women. But, but it was the main event. It was main event time for the women. Yeah. <laughs> right. maybe. yeah maybe. We'll let them slide yeah. this week. Yes. We'll let them slide. We'll, we'll get, get you back. Time for the women. Yeah. In the main yeah. event. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Trust me. We'll get them back. They'll, we they'll get back a, to their Excel spreadsheet. We need a new punctuation in 2023. A new punctuation symbol for that, like, is this a statement or question? Right? Like, where we're like, yeah, this is the main event. Right? We need a new punctuation. Hit us up, yeah, show at gmail.com with your new punctuation examples for that. Just have it be Robert De Niro's face, you know? <laughs> yeah, just that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's good. What is he doing here? I don't know how to draw that every time I'm writing question. something out. <laughs> Got to get real good at well, drawing right. Robert De Niro's face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, Chris Statlander. <laughs> Chris Statlander versus Taya Valkyrie. Good. Chris Statlander wins. I yes. don't like Ty Valkyrie. Look, I told you I didn't like the did I think she was going to win. Again, there was no story for this, so. Well, there was a story. It just wasn't uh, told. Yeah. Because she was mad that she she did all the work and Statlander got the victory, right? Yeah. I get it. But there was just backstage segments where Tyra was just, uh, Tyra was just looking at her and it's just like, okay. And uh, her, uh, we've already talked about it. Uh, Tyra Valkyrie is not my my jam so did not hate that she lost and chris statlander is i like that alien more alien but go more alien uh so she wins she retains her championship then we get to our last segment was it the main event robert de niro face um but eddie kingston's out and first thing he just says is hey i'm fat after surgery i like ice cream gotta put a shirt on which why didn't you put a shirt on i love eddie kingston I love Eddie. This is why I love Eddie Kingston. Uh, here's what I envision. Eddie Kingston is in whatever, you know, or nearby, whatever they call gorilla, right? For AEW. Uh-huh. He's hanging out. Somebody's there and he's like, oh shit, 
man, Bill, right? Whatever. I haven't fucking seen you in, in fucking seven months. Yeah, you know, the shoulder is fucking coming. Anyway, later tonight, we're going to go to the strip club. We're going to hit some fucking somebody's like, hey, Eddie, you're spotting me. like, huh? <laughs> he's like, oh, really? And he fucking is like, okay, fine. Right? And he goes running out there. He's like, shit, I was going to put this shirt on. <laughs> yeah. That's what I envision. Right. And that's what I want to believe with Eddie Kingston, right? That he was yeah. just so in the moment with whatever's going on. They're like, hey, hey, music's playing. And he's like, mine? <laughs> oh, shit. All right. Let's go. I saw someone put on uh, some social media site uh, that uh, uh, with Eddie Kingston, no one told him that uh, pro wrestling is scripted and we're for the better of it. Like, <laughs> yes. we, we, we're we for the better. Yeah. Yeah, no. So this is what I want to get to. Obviously, you know, he goes out, he starts cutting his promo, like you said, and invokes mm-hmm. the name of John Moxley. And like Candyman, he appears, right? And, which was cool. Which was that cool. That was cool how he came. No music, just yes. walks out. 100% loved all of that and this is what because that because like Eddie Kingston feels like Eddie Kingston doesn't realize this is a TV show that this took me back to so many moments in my life you know many people I have had in my life that both looked somewhat like Eddie Kingston and John Moxley I mean John Moxley's a massive man but you know I mean they look like that right they're in a tank top in a leather jacket beard right like t fucking hat cocked to the side talking shit against each other not really saying anything other than like i fucking hate you yeah well you fucking suck right like i don't fucking like you either right i love you but i'm gonna fucking beat you up right like it just it is so real it is so it is so relatable with those two specifically in eddie kingston all the time yeah, Moxley does a great job too. Yes, but there are a lot of there are more times than not where it's a, yeah. a promo, which is not bad. Yeah, but again, Eddie Kingston feels like he took the karaoke mic at the bar and is getting things yeah. off his chest every time. Yeah, and Moxley <laughs> puts the beer down. Is like I got to get my friend down, and then then they do do the whole thing that you've seen a yeah. million times. He's like, is the give me the mic. History. He's like, fuck you, man. You you fucking didn't pay me back for the $20. I fucking... <laughs> yeah. Oh, you think that's what our relationship is? Is $20? You, you just think because you got promoted that you're better than me. <laughs> God damn it, Eddie. I worked for that promotion. I worked for it. Well, you can do this. <laughs> oh, oh, I fucked your sister. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I knew it. I knew it. God damn it. I know she... Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. You fucked my sister. Yeah, Who yeah. has it? Who She's bought the case whore. of beer at the last fucking barbecue, John? Who bought it? Who bought it, John? Oh. <laughs> right? Oh, well, you thought I was because I got the promotion? <laughs> no, anyhow. Uh, but what was actually said... These are all was, my uncles, basically. Uh, it's a short way to yeah, say yeah, these are my mom's yeah. brothers. <laughs> yeah. So, John Moxley, though, comes through the crowd and says, hey, uh, you know what they say. You either stand behind us, stand beside us, or you stand against us. And Eddie instantly was like, no, 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 mm-hmm. no. Look. I've screwed up a lot, but motherfucker, you started this when you sided with that asshole Claudio. You know what that history was, so you fucked this up. Yeah, and then you know how many times on, I told and, you I would piss on that guy's face? Yeah, and then, uh, not sexually, um, and then John Moxley <laughs> was... <laughs> I want him to do that in a promo. <laughs> you know how many times I told you I'd piss on his face? And not sexually. You know I mean that not sexually. <laughs> I know I told you about so, the time, with the, but that's not what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, John Mysley says every time. I can't believe Tony Khan doesn't want to hire us. I don't get it, Tom. These are great suggestions. 
awesome suggestions all night. But Moxley takes the mic, or excuse me, Eddie takes the mic from Moxley, and he's like, hey, fine. If you won't say it, I'll say it. Uh, it's a fifth man. It's, a, it's Ishii, which we mm. remember Ishii mm-hmm. from one of the best matches I've ever seen in person at All Out on yeah. the pre-show, Eddie Kingston versus Ishii, one of the best matches of at the year. At that match that we were live on the floor because we're ballers, uh, Ishii, I believe, chopped... Eddie Kingston's pectoral into the fourth row. I'm not kidding you. I really thought I saw, and I'm not using hyperbole here. This is a legit real thing I thought I saw. I thought I saw at one time Ishii when they were just going chop for chop that he hit Eddie Kingston in the chest, in the chest. And I swear, I thought I saw like hairs from Eddie Kingston's beard pop off. I'm not joking. (laughs) Yeah. It was like boom, like yeah. yeah. Well, listen, boom, there's man. dead hairs in there. I mean, I'm it gonna... was so loud, it sounded oh like God. shot, like just gunshots going off in that arena. Yeah, incredible. So anyhow, Ishii. So Ishii makes his way into the ring, uh, but then there comes the Blackpool Combat Club, and they beat up uh, Ishii, and then Danielson and Yuta is beating up on Eddie Kingston, <laughs> and then uh, Danielson goes. Okada, you piece of shit. You're an amateur. Fuck you. And says, come on. And then Okada says, all right, I'm going to wear a white shirt since you guys are all in black. Ha, ha, ha. And runs down. And they have their thing. Okada stands. Uh, yay. The, the coin drops. I thought something was ringing in my house. Like it went off. Oh, yeah. I was, I was looking around. I was like, what in the fuck is good? What is that? <laughs> Dogs, uh, someone yeah. was at the door. Yeah. Dogs, uh, someone was at the door. They're like, oh. And I was like, nope, it's fucking nope. TV. No, it's the Rainmaker. Yeah, it's the Rainmaker. That'll be fun on Sunday. I'm going to hit his fucking, I'm going to hit mute on his entrance. But there it is. The end of the show was Okada stands tall. And we go into our predictions mm-hmm. for Forbidden Door. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I'm going to get all of these right. So good at that. Well, I am going to read off of Wikipedia because, as we have mentioned, not only is AW's production team subpar their so website. The website god they never put these cards up in a good manner ever uh, four years never. deep. Mm. i will give wwe that credit it, well it's professional yeah it for doing what we do here their website is unmatched on a card like level like they have yeah. the quick hits and you can click each individual one and get more detail if you want or you can go back it's mm-hmm. web design it's really 101 <laughs> yeah all right so again i am reading this strictly off of wikipedia on thursday at 10 52 in the one true time zone if it is changing wednesday. or changed oh wednesday sorry i said thursday wednesday whatever fucking day it is i'm not going into work tomorrow i am maybe not um so yeah uh wednesday night so here he goes first match i got here athena mm-hmm. taking on billy's taking on Billy Starks in the women's Owen Hart cup tournament. First round match. I feel like Billy Starks wins this because I feel like Athena's the more established name that has more cred, but I feel like they're trying to kind of give a little fire underneath this Billy Starks lately. So I'm going to go with the Billy Starks. Okay. I'm going to Athena. Mm-hmm. I'm going to Athena because she is the, roh women's champion yeah, yeah and if you looked at the brackets the winner of this takes on presumably the winner of the other match which will be willow nightingale to, so we'll get to that 
So anyhow, that's what I think. I think Athena's matching up against Willow Nightingale in the next round. That's why I'm saying that. Okay. Uh, let's. Yep, I like it. Sure. Uh, all right, let's get to the second one. And again, this is not the order. It's just how it is on Wikipedia. So Which is again, never wrong. Right. You have, for the IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship, mm. champion Kenny Omega taking on challenger Will Ospreay. I think Will Ospreay wins with help of Don Callis. And Will Ospreay is your new IWGP United States champion. And he hates Canada. And he's right. Uh, I agree. Now, this is why I also agree. I, Well, I won't give it away. I'll give it away when we do the next pick um, when it comes to it. But I think Ospreay wins for new japan and wins the title keep and wins the title and i think that's good not wins by then, dq not account this is no no new champion yeah, wins because kenny omega won the first one in yep. new japan so i think osbury wins the next one in AEW. so they win in each other's promotions well, and i think it's good to take a championship over to listen, new japan some self-help advice from tim and tom at the spanish announce table you can accomplish Ooh, the greatest things in your life if you just channel and use as fuel your hatred for Canada. Canada's hat. Or America's hat. Yeah. Um, all right. So we're both going Osprey. I like that. Next up on the list. Again, not in the order, but just on the list. We have Brian Danielson versus Okada. Ooh, this is a tough one to pick because globally, these are two top names. Mm-hmm. Of the industry period, right? And mm-hmm. uh, man, I don't know. This is coming from not knowing the history. Have these two ever wrestled each other? Did they say no, that? never wrestled. They've not. Man, I feel like this is where looking at an entire card as a booker and booking matches like might influence the outcome, right? Based on other matches, right? Because mm-hmm. I feel like they're evenly matched and could go either way. So I'm just going to say it's an AEW production. We're going to say Brian Danielson to continue this idea that, like, Brian Danielson will fuck anybody up. Uh, yeah, it's Brian Danielson. Brian Danielson's going to win this because he's Brian Danielson. And Okada was on last year's Forbidden Door. Didn't mm. win, but didn't lose. So why not? Didn't really hurt him last time. And... I'm going to give you my next pick and then I'm going to tell you what I think the theme is from the new Japan side. So I got Brian Danielson beats Okada. So if you're playing along, I've got Osprey winning Okada losing, right? So the next matchup on the docket is for the IWGP world heavyweight championship champion Sonata taking on jungle boy, Jack Perry with hook. Who do you got? Sonata wins. Sonata wins and not to tip my hand too early, but I think with AEW new Japan pro wrestling's forbidden door, this is the changing of the guard for new Japan. I think Mm -hmm. the Okada's and the uh, Kojima's and the Tanahashi's and I think the Osprey's and the Sonata's and those guys are Going to the moon. So the answer is Sonata wins. Yep. The question then is, Yep. 
do we get the beginnings of the mega powers explode between jungle boy and hook at this event i think we get it right then i think we're gonna they explode right then i think we're gonna get to a point in the match where jack perry looks to hook and is like hey man let's help out and hook is gonna go nah and then beat him yourself (laughs) yeah and then jack perry loses and then jack perry goes what the fuck was that and then boom that's where we get the heel turn that's what i think happens all right we'll see Uh, i think we get some inklings of that and then we'll get a bigger payoff later on aw television on a dynamite or collision Mm, i mean that would probably be smarter but i think something i think the thing that with forbidden door last year that was missing was moments i know Mm. we got all the this person in this but it was kind of just matches it was really good matches but it's just matches and then we just moved on that's how i feel going into this so i would hope that again hey i want to compare we do this a lot wwe and AEW. AEW has a lot of these moments is especially around this time when forbidden door is coming up uh, Mm -hmm. as does wwe in a different way where i call them uh, who gives a shit matches right there's no storyline going on there's nothing really that like a reason for me to care about the outcome of this match AEW mm-hmm. has some of those. WWE has some of those as well. The difference yep. in WWE is it's usually like, I don't know, NXT call-up versus fucking, you know, uh, Dominic Mysterio, right? And you're just like, why do I give a shit about this match? There's nothing going on. Last, Well, last, last night, last night you had Braun Breaker versus Seth Rollins. Well, that was a little, at least that was a little higher grade than the examples i gave right but over here on the who gives a shit matches in AEW, it's at least something like you know uh insert this new japan guy who does all the all, you know all these crazy moves so at least the match quality at least is a little more enticing to me right oh i get what you're saying yes yes so yes, yes, yes. I, i'm with forbidden door going into it i i look at it as a whole bunch of who gives a shit matches but mm-hmm. i know those matches will be fine to watch so it's one where i like i still will watch the event right but I would hope, as you're suggesting, that we get more that we can carry away. And if they're mm-hmm. doing it well, both companies can carry these things away and do and something that's what with I'm, it over there. Yeah, and I think, again, this is me just looking into the future. I think the way New Japan tells their stories is based off results, not moments. So based off of the results that I think will happen, it will be the changing of the guard, where with AEW, I hope there are moments like, Jack Perry turning on Hook that then we could take on to Dynamite where for the first time Hook will do a sit down interview to talk about what he has to say with Jungle Boy's recent actions. Dude, okay, or, you know, yeah. so Jungle Boy saying. gives him the Kansas City cunt punt at the event. Mm-hmm. Everybody's like, what the fuck? Even Taz is on commentary and he's like, hey, bitch. I'll oh, I'd have to take the headphones. Up, right? Yeah, like run down, have- check on his fucking boy. You yeah. know what I mean? Like something, right? Yeah. So then we get the Hook interview and Hook doesn't say much, but he's still eating chips, right? They're asking him, and he's like, I mean, I don't know what he did. And I don't even need to ask him. <laughs> like, just just little, you know what I mean? Like, a few little one-liners, and he just goes back to eating chips. I still want Hook to be a man of few words, right? Oh, but they need to be fire lines. But they need to Someone, be fire lines. Eddie Kingston needs to write this for him. Yeah. Yeah, not me, if he knows not it's the one scripted. I just gave you, but like, you know what I mean, right? Yeah. Let's workshop it a little bit, but yes, I need short, sweet, but I need the chips back, as we talked about last week, right? We need the chips. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, They're so, just dumb yeah, not to do the chips, up. right? Somebody will pick that it's, up as a sponsorship. Guys. I, I know a guy. Yeah, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Be fucking awesome. Um, all right. So then we got MJF taking on Tanahashi. Uh, I'm going MJF. Who do you got? Yeah, MJF. I feel like they're not having the AEW world champion lose. He at least doesn't lose the title, obviously. Duh, right? But maybe the other guy wins by DQ, but Mm -hmm. not. Yeah, MJF, you know, there's no title change happening. No, no. Adam Cole will get involved somehow. Are the titles actually on the line on these? They are, aren't they? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think Adam Cole, maybe this is the DQ where Adam Cole goes to hit MJF because he doesn't like him, and then the ref looks at it and like, motherfucker. Yeah, one of those things. Uh, Or MJF makes it look like Adam Cole did that. That'd be fun. And gets... Gets That's the the answer. He makes the ref think Adam Cole just did something to him. Yeah, but then Tanahashi would be pissed. Yeah, but fuck him. Well, then he would try to fight Adam Cole. Yeah, well, but they can answer that later. They can do that next year Uh-oh. at the Glory Hole. All right, maybe. Yeah. Uh, okay, so then next up, we got the six-man tag on the list. Uh, Jericho Appreciation Society with Minoru Suzuki taking on Sting and his Suzuki kid Gods. Darby. And a mystery partner who, again, I think will be Naito. Yeah, that makes uh, sense. So who you got in this? I think the Jericho squad jobs here of course yeah sting must win yeah it's not sting must pose but sting must win stings win and just like i think jungle boys turning heel on hook i think sammy guevara is turning babyface on yes jericho. right we get that moment or or they are continuing sting jericho and the jericho squad gets a victory through shenanigans well, what are you picking then? Uh, not that, because I don't want to speak that into existence. <laughs> so we're going to go. Yeah. With the Jericho squad loses. Oh, I hope Nido paints his face. Because anytime you tag with Sting and Darby, you have to paint your face like CM Punk did that one time. Somebody's getting um, Muto sprayed, though, right? Like in the face. In there. Maybe. Does anyone right. have that? Somebody's just going to do it, right? Because we got <laughs> Sting, we got the fucking, you know, the Jericho. Maybe a baseball bat, but I don't think he's... Nah, uh, they're going to do it. Somebody's going to get sprayed in the face. Yeah. I'm going more out. baseball bat. All right. If we were betting points, I would definitely win that if you bet you a probably, point. Yeah. Um, Blackpool yeah. Combat Club in a 10-man tag team match taking on the Elite plus Eddie Kingston there's and no, Ishii. This isn't like a... There's no special... This isn't a blood and guts. This isn't a fucking... This is just a five-man... One fall, not an elimination. This is tag. No, but it's it's the young bucks, so it doesn't mean that tags are real. They're gonna be flippers and shifts and This motherfucker asked about the rules. Yeah, yeah, nerd. Nick Jackson, Matt Jackson don't give a shit about no rules. They'll just jump on those ropes all night. Uh, who you got the Blackpool Combat Club or Elite Eddie Kingston Ishii? I feel like Blackpool Combat Club has to win mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. we're going to continue this, and it's easier to do that with the heels winning here, right? 
you could have the faces win and then the Blackpool Combat Club on the next Dynamite come out and they're like, fuck you, this ain't over and do something nefarious. Yeah. But I just feel like it's easier and I think the storylines given to the Blackpool Combat Club are still on a tear and ain't nobody stopping them. And they're still well, yes. ripping faces off of skulls. Yes. Uh, Blackpool Combat Club wins. They specifically get the pin over Ishii. And this then makes the elite say, well, Eddie Kingston and Ishii aren't elite. So we're going to go get the Golden Lovers. You know, we're going to go get some people from New Japan that we actually like. And they're going to be in this. And then we're going to do Blood and Guts. And it's going to be five on five that way. Go fuck yourselves. That's what's going to happen. Uh, at least that's what I think. And if not, yeah. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Um, then we got Satoshi Kojima, the man who loves bread. Remember that this motherfucker loves bread, loves and bread. I love him for it. That's a gimmick. That's a motherfucker. That's Everybody a loves bread. <laughs> well, but just like, hey man, so what you think in pro wrestling? So here it is. I fucking really give a strong clothesline. Okay, so like, what's your character? I love fucking eating bread. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. Yes. I well, love eating bread. Is the what does everybody want? Bread. bread. <laughs> <laughs> he says a loaf of bread. <laughs> do, 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 do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We want bread. <laughs> we want bread. Yes. yes. Canada, you guys aren't good at much, but do this at the pay per view. <laughs> Make that chant a thing. Uh, CM Punk wins, right? Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. CM Punk isn't losing anything soon. We'll say that. I agree. Uh, and then what I think might be actually the most interesting match, because I don't honestly know where they're going to go. We're going with the four-way match for the AEW International Championship. Champion Orange Cassidy taking on Zack Sabre Jr. Taking on Shibata. Taking on... Daniel Garcia. Side note, is Shibata a bread? Is that a type of bread? Shibata is a bread. C- Say what yours? Shibata. Oh, with a C, C- not with I- an S. Abata. Man, he missed it. He should have went with a C and then got a what bread fucking want? endorsement. <laughs> Shibata! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's the tag Shibata, by the way, a good bread. Yeah. Sure. Good bread. Uh, Kojima and... Chibata and <laughs> bread boys. The bread boys. Hell yeah. Yes. What, what, what? Bread. bread. Everyone can say bread, right? But then they're holding specifically Chibata bread. Well, and think of how popular throwing pancakes were. They could just start throwing bread chunks. Hell yeah. Like it's fucking communion out ah. here. And they're just throwing bread around. See, Tony, we might give you some curveballs, but we give you those fastballs that you definitely want to hit out of the park. This is one of them, right? Still, well, they're New Japan I'm guys. Gonna, speaking still. of 10 years of the Spanish announce table, one of the best ideas we ever had that they never took us up on was turning the three-man band face and having them air guitar in the goddamn crowds like Warhorse. Idiots. <laughs> that would have been over as fuck. Yeah, well, look, Tanahashi, that's a third of his character over mm-hmm. in New Japan. He's the John yes. Cena over there. Right. Yeah. They could still do that today with the three-man band, and all three of those guys would be doing better than they're doing right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, is Ginger Mahal doing? Is he alive? Yeah. Oh, no, he maybe he's leading the new tag team over there, the Indus, Indica something. <laughs> yeah. 
Dana Brooke. Indica Sativa, uh, or whatever their fucking name is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so who you got here? Orange Cassidy, Zach Saber Jr. Oh, poor Dana Brooke. Probably done. Good. Look, <laughs> another thing. Another side quest. I don't feel bad when we can't say Dana Brooke anymore. <laughs> but we'll, we'll see. We'll, we still will. Here's the thing. Just because you love something doesn't mean you should do it. Yeah. Okay? When all evidence points. I love porn. <laughs> yeah. And he should not be not doing be it. not be doing it. Yeah. You know? Like, there's just things in life that, <laughs> There's just things in life that when you learn through experience, maybe I shouldn't be doing it, then don't do it. Then don't so do like, it. Yeah. But I'm just yeah. sorry. Again, bye. Nothing against the person. She seems like a fine human. The same for you, homie. Yeah. Um, all right. So what do you got here? Who you got? You're going with what was the Daniel is Daniel Garcia, Chibata. Oh yeah. Zach Saber Jr. Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy. We're getting the Ooh. fucking thumbs up at the end of the night. Or, you know, opening match or whatever. Probably the opening that's, match. That's that's key. If it's opening match. 100% to Orange Cassidy. If it's mid-card... That's I it. I'm be... wagering a point. <laughs> this is like whose line is it anyway where the points are made up. Don't matter. Yeah. I'm wagering a point on this is the opening match and we get the OC thumbs up at the end. You're right. It is Orange Cassidy. Because here's the thing. Zack Sabre Jr. is the New Japan whatever champ, TV champion. Chibata is a Ring of Honor pure champion. And Daniel Garcia wants that pure championship so those three are already said for so which leaves orange cassie so yeah orange cassie there we go yeah it's that pure bread. all right and then and then in this order from wikipedia the main event we got for the aw women's world championship match because <laughs> that's happening main event <laughs> i hope so god can we get a yeah i'll do the side quest and then we'll get back to it because it's Willow Nightingale versus Tony Storm. Tim, I'm not going to say everyone again that was on this card. But can you tell me the thing that may stick out to you, that sticks out to me, at least, about this card from the AEW side? Who is it all white folks? It's all, it's all white, white people. Yeah, It is like Willow Nightingale, I understand, technically AEW and is african-american however she's representing new japan because she's the new japan strong champion so she's really new japan in this night so it is legitimately whites yeah versus is this is this match titles aren't on the line on this one Mm -hmm. is it it is both titles or is this one title is on the line just AEW. just AEW's title all right Mm -hmm. Willow Nightingale loses because of interference. Tim, you turn know your who. fucking mic off. Turn your fucking mic off, Tim. We're done with the show. Who was Wrap supposed to win Wrap that title, Tom? Wrap who was supposed up. to win that title? Who wrestles for New Japan Pro Wrestling? Who up. will have beef Wrap with the New Japan up. Pro Wrestling Women's Pure Champion? And Wrap who will need to do something to buy time for the eventual rematch? And it is the CEO, Mercedes. Monet will interfere, costing the best person 
in AW, Willow Nightingale to lose. And then the outcasts get to grab their crotches and laugh and walk away. Man, would you look at the time? I got to Yeah, go. we got to go, so, man. Got to yeah, piss. Been yeah. holding this in for an hour. <laughs> yeah, Tom's actually remember, done. Remember, <laughs> yeah. Remember when we had that one uh, listener, speaking of 10 years of mm. uh, Spanish announce table, and I theorized the fucking thing that would happen with Daniel Bryan and Kane, and uh, the listener... Said, I'm going to take my semi and drive it in your ass. Big Josh, the rebel trucker, said he was going to drive his truck right up your ass. Well, this is the first time I understand his feelings, Tim. Tell me when I'm telling lies, Tom. (laughs) What a a perfect way to end it. That's, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Should have just cut the show right there. (laughs) Yeah, because that's what's going to happen. Sasha Banks is going to come in and give the Kansas City cunt punt to Willow Nightingale, and we're going to get a roll-up from fucking uh, Tony Storm, Soraya, and and, uh, fucking Ruby Soho are going to be laughing. Mercedes Monet is going to be up there with her fucking CEO, fucking brass knucks, fucking doing the same pose from 1994. Four. and uh yeah that is god damn tell it. me when I i'm telling lies right. i hate that you're right god damn yeah it. as much as we want bread is as much as this is gonna happen i'm gonna go eat bread yeah i'm you done. should go you should go put money now on FanDuel, <laughs> whatever the uh official uh, sponsor yeah. right DraftKings, whatever it is aw put money on that Interference from Mercedes Monet. If that's plus money, put your fucking house on it. (laughs) Well, yeah, yeah, no, you're right. Don't do it too quickly, right? We don't want Tony Khan to get time to change. (laughs) Well, and also we didn't say it if it happens that it doesn't happen. Yeah, right. Yeah, do not. Yeah, Spanish announce table public announcement. Do not take financial advice from podcasters. Never, (laughs) especially pro wrestling podcasters. Yeah, yeah. So is that the main event? Uh, That's the main event, huh? That's it. According to Wikipedia, it's all the matches we get, huh? Well, you know we're gonna get six more, but what okay. they are, we right. don't know. Right, Hopefully, well. we get some diversity. Hey, maybe put Keith Lee on here. Maybe put Swerve Strickland. Hey, maybe put Prince Nana manages someone. Just any person of color. How about that? We got Yuda. I guess Yuda is Asian. I should clarify that. But all right. it's all white people. I wonder if I should. It's all white people should be the episode name. I've been. I've been. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Look at all those white people. Maybe not. That might send people the wrong way. All right, we're just gonna get out of here. It's been a crazy Wednesday night. Uh, we're gonna call it because we're tired. We're ready to go to bed. And as everybody knows, we want bread. The Spanish announce table.